The primary purpose of the ADRC is to provide customers with unbiased information about services that will meet their needs. This includes sharing information with customers about all agencies that provide needed services. The ADRC does not endorse or recommend any specific agency or service provider, including those that have chosen to sponsor or participate in an interview for this podcast. Welcome to the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. I'm Tom from Volume 1, which presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, with support from our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Here's your host, Lisa Wells. So I'm Lisa Wells, Dementia Care Specialist with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and you're listening to a podcast on Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. The goal of the podcast is to provide education about aging well, brain health, and staying active and healthy in the community. So thank you for joining us. Today we are discussing a very interesting topic. Hippocrates said a very long time ago that all disease begins in the gut. So we're going to be talking about how the gut and brain are connected and how they communicate what optimal gut health is and what can affect our gut health causing illness, and most importantly, some steps you can take now to prevent cognitive decline and really regain optimal brain health. So joining us today is Dr. Christy Gehring from Sparrow Wellness Clinic in Chippewa Falls. You know, Dr. Gehring grew up in Southeast South Dakota, which is where she attended college and medical school and graduated in 1996. She attended the UW-Madison Family Residency in Eau Claire and fell in love with the Chippewa Valley decided to stay. Her first job after graduating from residency in 1999 was the Family Health Associates in Chippewa Falls. She worked with that same group until venturing out to build her own clinic in January of 2017. She finally took the time to take the test and officially became an Institute of Functional Medicine Certified Practitioner, that's a mouthful, in October of 2020. So thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Gehring. Well, thanks, Lisa. Thanks for inviting me. So gut health, you know, our gut holds a lot of bacteria, and I think it's called microbiome. I think I said that right. Good and bad. Correct. So can you talk a little bit about why why we need this, this bacteria? Yeah. So that's a complex discussion. And um, the bacteria, naturally, it's more than bacteria. So our microbiome consists of bacteria, viruses, parasites, yeast, mm-hmm. uh, fungi. So there's a lot of things going on. Um, and it turns out that we're actually designed to be symbiotic with a lot of different bacteria and viruses and, and um, bugs. We'll call mm-hmm. them bugs. It doesn't um, sound very pleasant. <laughs> no, it isn't. Well, it is. Um, it's interesting in that we have... Um, yeah, a lot of bacteria and, and other microbiome um, constituents that are actually really friendly. And our bodies actually couldn't exist without them. So mm-hmm. they're an integral part of our um, immune system. They actually make vitamins for us. They um, actually give us some nutrition. Mm-hmm. So some of the bugs uh, in the colon, we feed them starches or... Um, you know, insoluble fiber, Mm -hmm. and they eat that, and they create something called butyrate, which is actually fuel for us. Mm -hmm. So it actually helps our colon cells stay healthy. And um, so without them, uh, we wouldn't do well. Um, B vitamins, for example, a lot of them are made by these 
mm-hmm. these bugs. Mm-hmm. And same with like vitamin K. So there's just a whole host of things that they do for us. And the good guys will, we want more of the good guys so we can fight off some of the bad guys because there's lots of bad bacteria um, out there too. Mm-hmm. So we want to stay in good balance. Yeah. And you know, I, when I think about bugs, I just don't think of them being good, but I guess I'm glad that we have them. Um, so it, let's talk about you know, how does our gut then communicate with our brain? So this is very interesting. Um, it turns out that the gut and the brain, when we're embryos, when we're inside our moms, are actually, they start from the same exact piece of tissue. So this little glob of cells divides and part of it becomes our brain and the other part of it becomes our enteric nervous system. So there's like a hundred and trillion, hundred trillion nerve cells in Mm -hmm. our gut. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different ways we communicate, but it turns out research is showing that for every one message from our brain down to our gut, there's actually a hundred messages coming up from our gut to our brain. Hmm. So it, it turns out our gut's really, really important. Um, and they call it the gut-brain axis now. Um, there's other ways our gut communicates with our brain too, with chemicals and hormones. For example, serotonin, which is our happy chemical. Mm-hmm. About 75% in our body is actually made in our gut. Mm-hmm. So if our gut's unhappy, guess what? Yeah. Our brain's unhappy, yep. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which probably then can cause cognitive issues. Certainly. Yeah. Um, if there's an imbalance in, especially if there's more fight or flight hormones coming from our gut, so norepinephrine, epinephrine. Um, of course, we think of our adrenals as part of that as well, but it, that can cause a lot of brain issues. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's, really, that's really good to think about because... Um, you know, as we get older, we're, you know, I think that we're constantly thinking about, oh, my goodness, you know, I forgot where my car keys are. I forgot why I went into the room. I forgot this appointment. Oh, my goodness, am I getting dementia? But maybe it's some stuff going on in your gut. Absolutely. And it's it's fascinating how if we can treat our gut well and, and we get into a better balance, how many times our emotions and our mind snap back into kind of a much better place. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. you've seen that in your practice, Absolutely. I'm sure. Yes, mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some causes and consequences of having a leaky gut? You know, I've heard the leaky gut syndrome. I've heard that topic or that term used. So what, what are some causes and consequences? So causes, there's multiple causes, mm-hmm. and I've got my little list with me mm-hmm. so I don't forget any, but mm-hmm. um, stress is one of the biggest ones. Mm. So we know that stress can cause leaky gut, and we maybe we should differ. Uh, I guess, define what leaky gut is. Mm -hmm. So it's not a medical term, okay, first of all. Leaky gut is not like a... It doesn't sound like it would be a very medical term. There's no ICD-10 code Mm -hmm. for this. This is is kind of more of a functional term. But there's a a very small lining, one cell layer lining called the enteric mucosa, which is just one little cell that protects us from what's inside the gut from getting into our body. Mm -hmm. And this little lining um, is literally one cell thick and they're tightly joined together. So if if that junction where the two cells are stuck together starts to gap open, then things inside the gut that shouldn't be getting in can get in. Mm -hmm. So toxins and bad bacteria and partially digested food and stuff like that. So um, causes of leaky gut are multifactorial, and so stress is a big one. And that's because when we're stressed out, we make a lot of cortisol. And cortisol 
is is our emergency hormone. So it helps us survive stress. Mm -hmm. And when we're stressed out, then it gets resources to help us run or fight, Mm -hmm. right? And so if we're running and fighting, it says, well, let's get um, nutrients from where we can. And the gut lining is really rich in this uh, amino acid called L-glutamine. So it'll steal that to get quick energy. And in, in a consequence, it'll, go, it'll start causing leakiness. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the biggies. I think with the past couple of years, I bet there's a lot of people with leaky guts. There's <laughs> you know, with, a lot. With the pandemic and yes. everything that's just gone on over the past couple of years, all the stress that people are dealing with con- constantly. Constantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been, um, leaky gut has been a big underlying problem for many people, mm-hmm. especially in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So then diet is another big one. Of course, the standard American diet, which the acronym is SAD. Right? Sad. Yes, it's sad. It is. Mm-hmm. So our, you know, processed, um, preserved foods, you think about preservatives and all these foods. Well, if a, if a donut can sit on a shelf and not rot for, you know, Makes you wonder. Years. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that do? Well, it kills mm-hmm. microbiome. It kills microbes, right? Bugs. And so that'll do the same in our microbiome. It'll mm-hmm. kill our gut bugs. Um, so food additives, uh, glyphosate, which is Roundup, um, all of that will cause some problems. And then bad fats. And some of the foods that we eat actually have bacteria on it. In mm-hmm. fact, all our food does have some bacteria. Mm-hmm. We don't want to think about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you think about traveler's diarrhea. Um, if you go somewhere, that's food that's contaminated with bacteria. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have a good microbiome, you can often fight off a lot of it. But if you have kind of a weak microbiome, you can get pretty sick mm-hmm. from food. How about diet sodas? Oh, yeah. Diet sodas are horrible. Sodas, mm-hmm. that's a good question. Yeah, the the fake sugars in there are mm-hmm. really, really bad for multiple mm-hmm. reasons, but it's it's not good for the bugs. Mm-hmm. And that you know, that sugar, that fake sugar is in a lot of things, not just diet soda. Right. right? So Yeah. Aspartame mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. NutraSweet and all of those are not, mm-hmm. not really good for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So toxins are other things we think about. So alcohol, um, chronic ibuprofen use, you know, people who pop ibuprofen every night, that can sometimes damage the gut bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, antibiotics, of course, those are the classic, right? You get a tooth infection and you take antibiotics and all of a sudden you have diarrhea, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And that's because those antibiotics killed a lot of the good guys and now mm-hmm. the bad guys overgrow and then bad stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Other things, um, chemotherapy, radiation, um, you know, so there's there's lots of other things that heavy metals, uh, people who have a mouthful mm-hmm. of silver fillings, mm-hmm. you know, every time you swallow, you have a little microscopic amount of mercury and that can imbalance the bugs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, lots of things like that. Um, genetics, some people are born with an FUT2 SNP where they um, have a tendency to have less of the good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So celiac genes, it's another one. So lots of things can cause leaky gut. So consequences are multifactorial. Of course, we think of like gut aches and, yep. you know, bloating and diarrhea and irritable mm-hmm. bowel. We think of those things, but it actually can be a lot more remote than that. So we could have asthma, for example. Or and you, you don't you don't connect that. No, you, you don't, don't connect gut to asthma. That's you, not anything I would think of. But but it's often true. So mm-hmm. you you know some people have um, leaky gut and they get corn intolerance and then that triggers um, bronchospasm. Mm-hmm. So that's that that that's asthma, um, acne. 
You know, we, we always one. think yeah. it's like, you know, necessarily bad foods or sugar, but it's the bugs. So if you can if you can get your bugs under control, many times your face gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, psoriasis, other autoimmune diseases, of course, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, thyroid problems, mm-hmm. um, joints. So I have many patients that will come in, and if we do a 21-day elimination diet where we eliminate bad stuff and then we work a little bit on their gut, literally two months later they come back and they say, oh, my gosh, all my joint pain has gone. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. from eliminating or finding out what, what they're eating and then eliminating yeah, you you Some eliminate the the top like yeah. inflammatory foods mm-hmm. and all the preservatives and sugar and garbage, mm-hmm. and then you some people will do a few things to help support their gut during that time like mm-hmm. a probiotic mm-hmm. and maybe a um, like a protein shake, and and lo and behold, it it really was they feel better. Of, yeah, they feel a lot better. What are, what are some inflammatory foods? So we live in the dairy state, and I love cheese, but unfortunately mm-hmm. for many people. Too much dairy can cause lots of inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, gluten is a classic one as well. Many people really do not do well with gluten. Um, sugar, yeah, probably the number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sugar mm-hmm. just feeds a lot of bad. Which guys. isn't everything. Everything, you yeah. know. One thing that I do now is I I always look at the ingredients when I go grocery shopping. Good. And you'll see you'll see sugar, but then it'll say added sugar, mm-hmm. you know, so then there's, you know, 28 grams of added sugar or, you know, so I think it's really important to really look at the ingredients of the food that you're eating. Absolutely. And they hide sugar in other terms, too, like maltodextrin and dextrin. You know, many people don't know that's no. sugar. I didn't right? know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, you just don't know unless you really start thinking about mm-hmm. it. But that can cause overgrowth of candida, which is a really nasty yeast. And um, yeah, that's... It's not good. So some favorite things, you know, dairy food, sugar, mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. else that can, any other inflammatory foods? Um, so, well, you think about bad fats. So anything that's deep fried, oh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, the the yummy things on the rollers at Quick Trip, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oftentimes are inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those fats, um, Omega-6 fats are are very inflammatory, so that's um, nut and seed oil, so like sunflower seed oil, um, vegetable oil, Mm -hmm. those kind of oils are very inflammatory. And in the Midwest, we don't get a whole lot of deep-sea fish, which is the Mm omega-3 anti-inflammatory oils, Mm -hmm. so many times we are just way out of balance. Mm -hmm. Um, So that can cause lots of inflammation, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break with Dr. Gehring, and when we come back, we're going to talk about, um, so we've got these causes and consequences. What are some ways that we can actually heal our gut? So we'll be right back. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Mobility challenges don't have to mean leaving the home that you love. All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions specializes in residential and commercial elevators, stairlifts, scooters, and more. The All-Star team offers a free home assessment, and they can help you find the products you need to get around your home and the rest of the world safely and effectively. For example, they have more than 100 scooters in stock, so you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs. You'll find All-Star right here in the Chippewa Valley on Halley Road in Chippewa Falls, and they've got locations in Hudson and La Crosse, too. Learn more by calling All-Star at 715-598-7511 or by visiting allstarmobilityllc.com or allstarelevator.com. 
LLC.com. Now, back to the podcast. Well, we're back with Dr. Christy Gehring from Sparrow Wellness Clinic, and we're talking about um, you know, gut-brain connection and causes and consequences of a leaky gut. But, you know, so we know these things now, but what are some ways that we can actually begin to heal our gut, Dr. Gehring? So um, the Institute of Functional Medicine, uh, which is where I've studied, teaches that there's this 5R framework. And so the 5Rs are remove, replace, repair, re-inoculate, and rebalance. And so removing is basically removing the offending foods that are causing problems. And um, I was thinking of an example, you know, how sometimes if you eat something sugary, initially mm-hmm. you, felt real, you feel real good, mm-hmm. you kind of like a little high, but then maybe an hour later you feel really foggy mm-hmm. and kind of fuzzy. Well, that is from candida. So yeast, actually, you're feeding the yeast the sugar, and now it makes these toxins. So sometimes it makes actually an alcohol compound. That's a kind of a rare disorder, but um, sometimes you can make alcohol. Mm-hmm. But other times, and more frequently, it makes something called diarabinitol, which can make you really fuzzy. It's, it's actually a brain toxin. So, um, yeah, you feed it yummy sugar, and it, it melts your brain. I can say that's true because <laughs> I don't eat... Um, a lot of sugary foods or pastries or donuts, but you know, once in a while, you know, I, I, I'm I'm a firm believer in balance. Absolutely. And so, once in a while, I like to have that piece of cake or that cupcake or that donut. Yep. But I notice when I do, I you know, the whole time I'm eating it, I make sure I'm mindful of what I eat because mm-hmm. I, the taste is so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I eat it very slowly and I enjoy it. But you're right. About an hour later, it's like, oh, I I just I don't I just feel yucky. Fuzzy, yucky. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So remove. So we remove offending foods and we, we do um, things like removing, um, you know, food intolerances and that we could do with a 21-day elimination diet or we could check uh, like a food allergy test, mm-hmm. for example. Um, and then we want to get rid of bad bugs. And so how do we know what bad bugs we have? Well, one of the ways we use is a stool test. We, fu- fu- you know, we call it the... Um, the poop test. It's our fond <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, nickname for it, mm-hmm. the poop test. So basically you send in a sample of stool and they look at the contents of the stool using DNA testing. Some of them use um, culture and um, and then we get an idea of what's going on. And sometimes we directly like attack certain bad things that are overgrowing. Um, typically we try and use that with Um, more natural things like herbs. Mm -hmm. Um, But once in a while, we have to pull out antibiotics or anti-parasite drugs to try and clear up some of the gunk. Mm -hmm. So that's some of the remove. Um, We remove medications as much as possible if we can. For example, instead of ibuprofen, let's try curcumin, which is um, an extract from turmeric as an anti-inflammatory. Anti-acids, you know, like antacids and uh, Prilosec, that stuff is really bad for the balance of Mm -hmm. your gut. Mm -hmm. So we try and do other things to heal that. And then we think about toxins and we remove as many chemicals and preservatives and GMOs as we can. So that's a big piece of what we do, the remove part. And then the replace, we think about if you need extra things to help your gut work better. For example, stomach acid. So we always think of heartburn as being caused by low or high stomach acid, mm-hmm. you know, like it's too much. Yep. Weirdly, 
it actually might be too low. So you might still make some, but it's not enough to cause the sphincter between your stomach and your esophagus to close. And if that's the case, then it just stays gapped open. And then when you eat, you get that sloshing mm -hmm. of that acid mm -hmm. up there. Um, so sometimes, weirdly, actually giving you extra acid during your meal will Is stop better? the heartburn. Huh. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, And that helps digest the food, remove certain nutrients so you can absorb them, and kill the bad bacteria on your food. Mm -hmm. So how we do that is we do this simple little burp test. So we have people do a quarter teaspoon of baking soda in a little like two to four ounce glass of water in the morning. They drink it really quickly, and they set their stopwatch for five minutes. And if they have a big old belch in five minutes, they've got plenty of acid. But if they don't burp... They probably don't have enough acid. Have enough, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, so then we replace it with something called betaine hydrochloride. Um, enzymes, many of us as we get older, we do not have enough pancreatic enzymes. So our, our pancreas just doesn't make as much. Or if we don't have enough acid, it doesn't get the signal mm -hmm. to actually dump the enzymes. Mm -hmm. So many people, especially if they have food intolerances, if we give them digestive enzymes, they do better. Um, bile. So sometimes you don't make enough bile. So people will eat fatty foods and they'll have diarrhea. Mm -hmm. That's usually because they don't have enough bile. So if they um, need more bile, sometimes we give them bitters. So every time they have a meal, we'll give them a little bit of bitters. And it doesn't mean necessarily an old-fashioned. I was just thinking, I'm thinking, well, I, I, that's the only way I know bitters. So yeah. You can do bitters <laughs> and a little bit of soda water. Mm -hmm. And that will help stimulate the, the gallbladder to contract and release bile. So then mm -hmm. you can absorb the fats better. And you'd think, well, I don't want to absorb fat, right? But no, we really do because the fat contains fuel, and it also contains a lot of vitamins that you can't get anywhere else. So mm -hmm. vitamin E, vitamin A, vitamin D, and vitamin K are all fat-soluble. So if you don't have enough bile, you don't have enough of those vitamins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so those are some of the replace things that we do. And then um, after replace, we think about re-inoculate. Oh, no, repair comes next. Sorry, mm -hmm. repair. So that L-glutamine, which is an amino acid that I talked about, it's real cheap, and it's a great thing to help repair leaky gut. So that's one. And that's um, something you can get over the counter? Over the counter, mm -hmm. yep. Aloe can help. Uh, a product called deglycerized licorice root, that can help. There's a special form of zinc called zinc carnosine. That can help seal things back up. Um, and then anti-inflammatory compounds like curcumin, resveratrol, mm -hmm. quercetin. These are things that we've heard probably a little bit in the last couple of years, like quercetin is also an antiviral. Mm -hmm. um, so those things can help as well um, mm -hmm. repair. And then we re-inoculate. So we try and give good bacteria back. So we might do a probiotic pill or capsule. We may recommend you know, more probiotic foods like um, you know, if you can tolerate dairy, yogurt's a good source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the fermented foods like sauerkraut and pickles and fermented veggies that are refrigerator fermented, meaning that they're still alive. They haven't been canned. Mm -hmm. That's full of good. I've heard so many good things yeah. about fermented foods. I, I love pickles, but I do not like sauerkraut. So I'll, I guess I'll stick to the pickles. There you go. Pickles are good. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, that kind of thing can really help rebalance and, and re-inoculate. Um, and then we think about the food for the good guys too. So they, we can put them in, but if they don't have enough food, if they're starving, um, they won't grow. So fiber is something that in the United States, almost all of us are low on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're supposed to get like 30 grams a day and we don't, many of us don't even get half of that. So adding fiber, you can do it with things like Metamucil or citrusil. You could do it with um, 
like green bananas, believe it or not. That's a cheap way of doing it, Mm -hmm. but green bananas have a lot of what's called insoluble starch, Mm -hmm. so that helps feed some of the good guys. They don't taste as well, but... No, they don't. But you can blend them up in a a smoothie, Mm -hmm. and you don't even know they're there. Mm -hmm. Um, Cooked and cooled potatoes. So I'm not saying you should eat tons of potatoes, but Mm -hmm. when you cook them, you know, bake them, and then put them in the fridge... And then the next day, the starch in the potato is now um, complex, and it's hard for your body to digest. So it gets to the large intestine, and it actually feeds the good guys. Huh. Yeah. So that's something that, that's a little trick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, prebiotics um, and probiotics are really important. And now some people are talking about postbiotics. So these are things that the bacteria make that help them survive, such as butyric acid or butyrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's things we do. Do you do you recommend um, probiotics for everyone, or who should consider a probiotic? That's a really good question, and it's debated. You know, for a while, everyone was saying, "Yeah, everyone needs probiotics." Um, I think many people need probiotics because, quite honestly, we're all exposed. Well, we've got the the sad diet, so we, maybe, yeah, maybe so we, we should. We have antibiotic-laden food. We have food that's laden with preservatives. So all of the good guys are probably knocked down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some groups that really shouldn't do probiotics, at least not without some guidance, and those are people that have small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And how they would know that they have that is many times if they take probiotics, they get way bloaty. Oh, they feel mm-hmm, way worse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those folks, um, we have to think about it really carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the other things we think about with probiotics is not doing the same one over and over and over and over and over. Our gut loves variety. Mm-hmm. Loves variety. So variety of foods. Um, and the foods help different bacteria grow. And then also variety of the probiotics. So um, I usually have people rotate every two, three months. Uh, to a different one. Mm-hmm. And we look for high quality probiotics and how you know if it's high quality, it'll have the name. And then it'll have after it in parentheses, it'll have like a little series of letters and numbers. And that's basically kind of a, um, I don't know, it's a label that says this has been studied and it has been proven to be beneficial for people and to live in our gut. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of probiotics out there that there don't are. actually live in our gut or they don't necessarily have mm-hmm. any known health benefit. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure, and and they have to be able to survive, right? So if you take a probiotic that's really wimpy and you you basically put it into acid and bile and and it dies, it may still have some good signals, but it's not going to set up shop in you, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's gone. So I've seen some probiotics, like some are refrigerated, some aren't. So would you say that the refrigerated ones are probably the ones that you should be looking into? That's a great question, mm-hmm. um, and it's a little controversial. So mm. the refrigerated ones are alive, um, but they may not be very shelf-stable. So they, by the time you get them, might be dead, although certainly they're better than the ones on the grocery store shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are many bacteria out there that have been, um, that, that research has shown, are shelf-stable. And so the ones that have those little numbers and parentheses after them are generally the ones that are shelf-stable and that are known to live, you know, without refrigeration for a while. So that's really what you should be looking for, those? Yep. So whether it's in the refrigerator, because that's usually where I go is the refrigerated ones. But I have sure. seen some on the shelf, too, and I always kind of wonder about, well, must be better if it's in the refrigerator, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you always want to look for things that are at least 
four, five, ten billion. Otherwise, it's kind of a drop in the bucket, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be at least that much. And I look for four or five strains. Um, many of our probiotics that we use to really affect people who have had gut issues, we use like between 20 to 50 billion. Sometimes I use 100. And in acute cases, for example, if you go to Mexico and you come back with bad, bad diarrhea, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we give um, up to 250 billion. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, sometimes also with Crohn's or ulcerative mm-hmm. colitis if they have a flare. We really try and overwhelm those bad guys with good guys. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but first I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory. We're excited to have their support for the podcast because just like us, they're locally owned and operated. If you or someone you care about needs medical equipment or supplies, wheelchairs, walkers, hospital beds, portable oxygen concentrators, even CPAPs and BiPAPs, Grace Home Respiratory is right there to help. They're committed to helping you live a life of independence. They realize that shopping for the specialty medical products you need can be a challenge, which is why being locally owned and operated is key. They do everything in-house from their location right in Altoona. So if you have a question about billing or anything else, you know you'll be talking to someone from just down the road. Find out more about Grace Home Respiratory online at ghr-ec.com, or you can call them toll-free at 877-230-1622. Now... Back to the podcast. So if, if somebody is interested in learning learning more or they want to start repairing their gut or maybe, gosh, find out if they have a leaky gut, what are some resources or maybe share a little bit about what you do at your clinic? Yeah, so, well, there's lots of resources out there. Mm-hmm. Um, at our clinic, we, we do, you know, an intake. We try and figure out what's going on with the patient, and then we would give them, most of them, you know, a, a GI map or a vibrant gut zoomer mm-hmm. or um, genomic GI effects. So there's different studies that we do to look at their gut. Um, but many times you can kind of surmise what's going on by symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of resources out there. So there's, if you just go on Amazon and Google or, you know, put in the mm-hmm. search bar leaky gut, you're going to find lots of different books. Yes. Um, one of the most prolific authors right now is Mark Hyman. He's got a ton of great books out there. He's got um, uh, Eat Fat, Get Thin, The Food Fix. There's one called Ultramind Solution where it's got um, special uh, foods in there that help your brain, which mm-hmm, is great. Mm-hmm. Blood Sugar Solution. And he's got a book <laughs> called What the Heck Should I Eat, mm-hmm. which is a great book. Yes. Um, there's uh, Super Gut by William Davis. The Mind-Gut Connection by Emeron Meyer, um, Genius Foods by Max Legervere, which I'm sure I butchered his name, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then Grain Brains, another one that many people have heard about. So there's lots of cool books out there. They don't always completely agree 100 percent, yeah, but mm-hmm. that's science, right? Mm-hmm. We have you know little bits of knowledge, and we we share and we learn and we do trial and error, mm-hmm. and um, so. Anyway, that's a great one. Oh, there's another one called Eat Dirt by Dr. Axe. <laughs> I love that Hopefully book. not literally, but... Well, actually, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no. He, he, it's not literally. Mm-hmm. But um, Dr. Axe has a great website, too. I, I refer a lot of patients to his website. It's um, draxe.com. So he's got great tips on different health um, issues and, like, lots of different supplements. And he's got tips on probiotics mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, it's just a great site. Yeah, supplements could be a whole nother podcast, a whole nother topic. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, since we're on that topic, just real quick, is there 
any connection with supplements in good gut health or bad gut health or oh sure should we should we be taking supplements? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I should ask that or not, but okay, you said it. Well, okay. So again, controversial, and part of it depends on like what type of supplements you're taking. We know that, unfortunately, because it's not FDA regulated, um, that there's a lot of different, how shall we say, um, there's a lot of different uh, qualities of supplements out there, and some have you know cheaper ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, magnesium. All of us in the United States likely need more magnesium because mm-hmm. our soils are depleted of mag. Uh, it's not something they put in fertilizer. So magnesium is depleted in our soil. And so in our food, we don't have as much. So, But if you take mag oxide, for example, which is in most kind of cheap over-the-counter supplements, mm-hmm. mag oxide actually acts as an anti-nutrient and you really don't absorb much at all. Mm. So you want to look for mag glycinate or mag malate or mag citrate, depending on what kind of reaction you want in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, same is true with just a standard multivitamin. You know, Many of them have kind of cheaper ingredients. For example, B12. We think of B12 as really good for our nervous system, mm-hmm. right? It's good for our brain. It's good for our nerve tissue. And as we get older, we don't absorb B12 very much. So honestly, most of us need B12 after about age 65. Mm-hmm. However, if you get cyanocobalamin, it's got a molecule of cyanide on it. So cyanide... <laughs> That's such a good thing. <laughs> no, it's a toxin, right? Yeah. So it makes it shelf stable. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but your body has to remove the cyanide, dispose of that, and then it has to activate the B12 with either a methyl group or a hydroxyl group. And so it's just energy dependent. So in order to get that nutrient to actually do anything positive, you've got a lot of mm-hmm. garbage to do first. So you really have to look at the ingredients right. in those supplements. Right. Yep. Yep. So a high-quality multivitamin would be great for most everyone because mm-hmm. we really, again, our foods are not as nutritious. Even if you get organic, which I think is definitely higher. And if you buy local, it's even higher yet because the farther away it is from where it was harvested, mm-hmm. the, the vitamins actually degrade. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, you want to try and eat as local as possible and as fresh as possible and organic if you can. You can follow the ewg.org um, guides, the, the Dirty Dozen and the Clean yes. 15, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that helps us know what foods that are safe, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, all of my favorite fruits and vegetables are on that, you know, dirty dozen I or the know. dirty thirteen or whatever it is. Yeah, the dirty dozen. Yeah, mm-hmm. strawberries and spinach and mm-hmm. you know kale. Kale's mm-hmm. I think number two this year, and we think of kale as a superfood. Yes. It is mm-hmm. a superfood, but if it's full of pesticides and herbicides, not mm-hmm. not as good. But we can still we can, you know, I wash all my vegetables and fruits with vinegar and water. Is that a good thing? Um, well, that certainly helps, but unfortunately, but still, the pesticides and herbicides get taken it. up by the cells, right? Okay. Yeah, so it's in the tissue of the of the fruit or vegetable. So while, you know, eating a little bit of regular kale here and there is probably not hugely detrimental, if you do lots of it every day in your smoothie, it will add up. Mm-hmm. And so I would choose to follow the EWG Dirty Dozen and invest in organic for those dozen. Mm-hmm. Um, so what other supplements? Fish oil. You know, unless you eat deep sea fish twice a week, which most Midwesterners don't. don't. And Um, if you don't like fish, then, right, Mm -hmm. Right. So then, you know, we all probably need some fish oil and then vitamin D. Mm -hmm. So in at our latitude, 
in the winter, um, well, basically from September until May, mm-hmm. we really can't make D. You could be out, you know, in your birthday suit in the sun in November, and it might be a nice warm day. You're still not making D because the angle of the sun is wrong. Mm. Yeah, and so we need D for so many things, not just for our bone health, but for our immune system, mm-hmm. for our brain. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, you know, if the levels go down, seasonal affective disorder many times is related to low D. Mm-hmm. So if you just take some extra D, all of a sudden that gray cloud yeah. lifts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the four that I recommend pretty much everyone needs. A mm-hmm. good multi, which has a high-quality multi, a good-quality fish oil. Okay, so the fish oils that you get over the counter – Many of them are already rancid. So if you pop one of them and it smells really fishy, it's rancid. Do mm-hmm. not eat it. Mm-hmm. Try and feed it to your dog. If they won't eat it, it's rancid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want one that says it's low in mercury, that they've actually filtered the mercury out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then and then the you know vitamin D. With I usually do it with K2 because K2 helps direct the calcium D complex into the bones. Mm-hmm. So I usually recommend doing that in a balance and then the magnesium and then plus minus probiotic. So that's yeah. kind of the top five. Mm-hmm. So we've um, really talked about some really good stuff today. And I'm really so thankful that you've been here to talk about this with our folks. Um, if people are interested in learning more about your clinic, they can just contact Sparrow Wellness Clinic and or they're interested in the 21 elimination diet or anything that we've talked about today. Yeah, yeah, they can go to our website, um, sparrowwellness.com. It's S-P-E-R-O, wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. Sparrow is Latin for hope. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's, very nice. That's why we called it Sparrow. So, yeah, they can go on our website. I I will verify. I believe we have the 21-day elimination diet posted. If not, I will get our web guy to do that Mm -hmm. so that people can refer and do it on their own if they'd like. Sure. we used to have a health coach who did groups. Uh, right now, we're between health coaches, but um, you know, there's there's uh, lots of resources and there's a lot of great health coaches in our area that could help. Mm-hmm. So um, we'd be happy to, you know, make references if ne- necessary. All so, right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate this. Thank you, Lisa. It's been fun. Thank you. Thanks again to Lisa and to her guest, and thanks to you for joining us for the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. Volume 1 presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and it's all made possible by Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator in Mobility Solutions. Learn more about this and our other podcasts at volume1.org.